The old wine cabinet. This is the story of the old wine box, as it appeared on eBay. You form your own opinion. This first buy, an antique buy, and brief furniture, is the one who tells the story. All the events set forth in this listing are accurate and may be verified by the winning bidder copies of all hospital records and sworn affidavits that I am including in the cell of the cabinet. It is actually a wine box but referred to here as a cabinet. During the month of September back in 2001 I attended an estate cell in Portland, Oregon. The items liquidated at this cell were from the estate of a woman who had been passed away at the age of 103 years old. The granddaughter of the woman said that she was born, grew up, got married, and raised a family in Portland or in Poland until she was sent to a concentration camp during World War II. Out of her parents, brothers, a sister, husband, two sons, and a daughter. She was the only one to survive. She, sur she survived by escaping the camp with two with other prisoners, somehow making it to, to Spain, where she lived until the end of the war. I was told that she acquired this small wine cabinet listed here in Spain. And it was one of only three things that she brought with her when she migrated to the United States. The other two items were an old steamer trunk and a sewing box. I purchased the wine cabinet and the sewing box with some other furniture at the estate sale. After the sale, I was approached by the woman's granddaughter who said, I see you got the Dipping box. She was referring to the wine cabinet. I asked her what a dipping box was, and she told me, "When I was a, when I was growing up, my grandmother always kept the wine box in her sewing room. It was always shut and set in a place that was out of reach. Grandmother always called it the dipping box." And when the girl asked her grandmother what was inside, her grandmother spit three times through her fingers and said, Dibbic and Kesselum. Also saying to her granddaughter, This wine cabinet is never, ever to be opened. The grandmother had even asked that the box be buried with it. However, as such a request was contrary to the rules of the Orthodox Jewish burial, the grandmother's request had not been honored. I asked, What's a Dybbuk and Kisselm? The granddaughter replied, I don't know. After her telling me that she didn't know what the Dybbuk was, though, I asked, Would you like to open the box with me? No, she also replied again, adding, My grandmother was 
very emphatic and serious when she instructed me not to do so. And regardless of the reason, I want to honor my grandmother's request. This seemed to be more of a sentimental keepsake. I finally added, after hearing her tell the story, why don't you keep it? I offered her the box back, and her demeanor changed. She became instant. She became insistent and replied, No, no, you bought it. I exclaimed, I don't want my money back. It would make me feel better by returning this to you as an act of kindness. She then raised her voice, saying, You bought it. You made a deal. She then began to seem somewhat upset. Looking back now, the way she became upset was just plain odd. When I tried to speak again, she yelled, We don't want it. Please leave. She then began to cry and quickly walked away. I wrote the whole experience off as stress and grief that she must have been feeling for the loss of her grandmother. I took my purchases and politely left. At the time when I purchased the cabinet, I owned a small furniture refurnishing business. I took the cabinet to my store down to the basement in my workshop where I intended to refinish it and give it as a gift to my mother. I didn't think anything more about it. I opened my shop for the day and went out to run some errands, leaving a young woman who did sales for me in charge. After about a half an hour, I get a call on my cell phone. And the call was from my salesperson, who I had left at the shop. She was absolutely hysterical and screaming. Someone is here in the shop, breaking glass and swearing, she also told me. They locked the iron security gates and the exit. I can't get out. Just before my cell phone battery went dead, I told her to call the police. I drove over 100 I drove over 100 miles an hour getting back to the shop when I found the gate still locked. I went inside and I found my employee in my office, huddled into a corner and sobbing hysterically. I ran to the basement and went downstairs. At the bottom of the stairs, I was hit by an overpowering, unmistakably odor of cat urine. There has never been any animals kept or found in the shop. The lights didn't work, and as I investigated, I found that the reason why the lights didn't work was because all nine incandescent bulbs in my basement was broken and were still in their sockets. Ten four-foot fluorescent tube light bulbs were laying shattered on the floor. That would also explain the sound of glass breaking, but I didn't find any intruder. 
there was only one entrance to the basement, and there wasn't any way for a person to leave without meeting me head on. I went back up to the shop to speak to my salesperson, but she had left. She never returned to work after being with me for more than two years and refuses to discuss the incident to this day. I had never thought of relating the event to that day to what later happened because of the cabinet. Things got worse. As I indicated early, I had intended on giving the cabinet to my mother at a birthday gift, as a birthday gift. After about two weeks of, after about two weeks of the purchase, I had finally decided to get started at refinishing it. I was surprised to find out that the cabinet was a unique little mechanism. When one of the doors to the cabinet is open, the mechanism causes the opposite door and the little drawer below to open at the same time. It is very well made. Inside of the cabinet, I found the following items. A 1928 United States wheat penny, a 1925 United States wheat penny, a small lock of blonde hair with a string, a small lock of brown hair bound with a string, a small granite stature engraved and gilt with Hebrew letters. I've been told that the letters spell out the words Shalom. I, a dried rosebud, a golden wine cup, very strange cast iron candlestick holder with octopus legs. I saved all the items in the box and intended to return them to the estate. The family refused the items. These items will also be included in the sale of this cabinet. After opening the cabinet, I decided not to refinish it. I cleaned it and rubbed, rubbed it with some linen oil at which point I discovered that there was some more Hebrew writing carved into the back of the cabinet. I have no idea what it says or if it is significant. I've included a picture of the inscription below. In my, on my mother's birthday, October the 28th, 2001, my mother called and said she was going out of town with my sister for three days and we postponed celebrating her birthday together until she returned. On October the 31st, 2001, my mother came to my shop. We were going to have lunch together, but before we left, I gave her the wine cabinet. She examined it and seemed to like it. It had to make, no, I had to make a phone call and wasn't 
out of her sight for more than a few minutes when one of my employees came running into my office saying that something was wrong with my mom. When I returned to my mom, I found her sitting beside the cabinet with no expression on her face. The tears were running down her cheeks. She wouldn't respond, no matter how hard I tried to get her to. She couldn't respond because it turned out that she had suffered a stroke and was taken to the hospital by ambulance. She ended up suffering from partial paralysis and losing her ability to speak. She has since regained the ability to speak. She could understand things being said to her and responding by pointing out letters of the alphabet and spelling it out and spelling out words she wanted to say. When I asked her the following day how she felt, she teared up and spelled out no gift. She became even more agitated and also spelled out hate gift. I laughed and said, don't worry, I am sorry you didn't like the cabinet. I promise you, I will get you anything you want if you promise to get well soon. I didn't, I still didn't associate anything that had happened with the cabinet itself or anything paranormal. Frankly, I didn't think that I had ever used the term paranormal until the last month. I gave the cabinet to my sister. She kept it for a week and gave it back. She complained that she couldn't get the doors to stay closed and that they kept coming open. There are no springs in the doors mechanism and I have never found a reason for why the doors came open. I gave it to my brother and his wife and they kept it for three days. My brother said it smelled like jasmine flowers while his wife insisted that it put out an odor of cat urine. I gave it to my grand, my girlfriend who after only two days asked me to sell it for her. I sold it this, the same day to a nice middle-aged couple. After three days I returned to the shop to open for the day finding the cabinet sitting in front of the doors with a note that said, This is a bad darkness. I had no idea what that meant. Anyway, I ended up taking it home. Then things got even worse. Since the day I brought the cabinet home, I have been having the same reoccurring nightmare. Every time I have the horrible dream, it goes something like this. I find myself walking with someone I know well and I trust. At some point in the dream I find myself looking into the eyes of the person that I am with and it is then that I realize something different, something evil that is looking back at me. At that point in my dream the person I am with turns into something that I can describe as the most gruesome demonic looking hag that I have ever seen.
who proceeds to beat the living tar out of me. I have awoken numerous times to climb bridges and cuts where I had been beaten by the old woman and the previous night before. Still, I never related nightmares to the old wine cabinet, nor do I ever think I would have. About a month ago, my sister, brother, and his wife came over to my house and spent the night. The next morning, during breakfast, my sister complained that she had a horrible nightmare. She had recalled having it a couple of times before and went on to describe my nightmare down to the last detail. My brother and his wife froze as they listened and they claimed that they have had the exact same dream as what she had during the night as well. The hair was standing on the back of my neck and still is. As we continued to talk, it became clear that the common denominator was that we have each had the nightmare during the times that that cabinet was in our respective homes. I called my girlfriend and asked if she had any nightmares, and she described the same nightmare, same hag, same everything. I asked her if she remembered when she had the nightmare, and she didn't. I then asked her if it was the night before she gave the cabinet back to me, and she said, yeah. How would you know that? Since our family discussion, it seemed like all hell has broke loose. For a whole week afterwards, I have begun to see what I can only describe as a shadowy thing in my peripheral vision. In fact, numerous visitors to my house have claimed they have seen these shadowy things. I put the cabinet in an outside storage unit and was awakened with a smoke alarm in the storage unit going off in the middle of the night. When I went to see what was burning, I opened the door and didn't see any smoke. However, I did get a hit with the overwhelming smell of cat urine, and when I went back inside, the smell was there inside of my house. I do not own a cat and never have. I went back outside and grabbed the cabinet. I brought it back inside and tried to do research about it on the internet. While I was surfing the net, I fell asleep and had the same freaking nightmare. I woke up at around 4.30 in the morning. It felt and smelled like someone was breathing on my neck. My house now smelled like jasmine flowers and I could see the shadow thing, thing, thing just start its way down the hall away from me. I would destroy this thing in a second 
except I do not know exactly what I may or may not be dealing with, and I am afraid, and I do mean afraid, that if I destroy the cabinet, what came with it may just say, stay here with me. I have no... I have been told that there are people who shop here on eBay that understand these kind of things, who specifically look for these kind of things, or these kind of items. If you are one of these people, please, please buy this cabinet and do what you do with a thing like this. Help me. You can see that I have no reserve price or minimum bid. If I can do anything to make things easier, let me know. And I will do what I can do within my ability. One more note. On the same day my mom had a stroke, the lease to my store was terminated without a pause.